Grace and peace to you from our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, yesterday morning we saw off three teams of youth and adult as they headed out for the Appalachia Service Project. This week they'll volunteer in Johnson City, Tennessee to make houses warmer, safer, and drier for people in need. Each day, starting tomorrow, they'll get up, do breakfast and devotions, grab their tools and supplies, make PB&J sandwiches for lunch, and head out to their work sites. They'll work and visit with their families for hours, come back to the center caked in dirt and sawdust and sweat. They'll clean up and eat and do group time and crash on their air mattresses at the end of the night and do it all over again the next day for five days this week. Among many other things, ASP is a lesson in determination and perseverance. You're out there, out of your everyday element. Most of us aren't skilled professionals at what we are asked to do. It's a lot to be present to. Even adults can get tired and overwhelmed. But you just keep working at it and trusting in each other, and the work gets done. I've gone to ASP twice now, and the first time was pretty smooth sailing, but the second trip, our team really struggled with our project, putting down laminate flooring in a rundown old trailer. Day after day, we just couldn't seem to get it right. It was so frustrating, so much so that I'd wake up in the morning and feel like, do we have to try it again? Yes, we did, and eventually we got it. Our team members keep, uh, all keep a piece of laminate flooring to remind us of that lesson we learned at ASP that summer, a lesson in humility and determination. Like it says in the movie Finding Dory, just keep swimming, just keep swimming. In our gospel reading for today, Jesus is teaching about perseverance. His face is set to Jerusalem. He's on the move and he's pressing ahead. He's on a mission to die and rise again. In the second part of our gospel, there are these three encounters. First, someone says to him, I'll follow you wherever you go. And Jesus tells him, the Son of Man, Jesus, has no place to lay his head. The next two people that he meets want to follow him, but they want to go back and do something first. But Jesus says to them that in the kingdom of God, the focus is always on the goal, on the future, on the mission. To one of those people, Jesus said, follow me. But he said, Lord, let me go and bury my father first. And another one said, let me go and say farewell to those back at my home. And Jesus tells him, no one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. This seems a little unlike Jesus. Often Jesus was pretty happy to sit and talk and visit with people. It's kind of what he was known for. But there are a number of these instances in the Gospels where people to say to him, I want to follow you. I just have to do one thing first. But Jesus doesn't wait in those moments. He presses on. And it highlights an aspect of discipleship for me, which is just a big word for following Jesus, which is that discipleship, doing good in the world, is demanding work. And it often takes a singular focus to accomplish it like ASP or VBS. It reminds me that there is an urgency about the work that Jesus calls us to as a community and each of us in our own lives. The mission to share God's love with others is always before us, 
There is always more to be done because human need is endless. But so is God's love. In a world full of distractions and so many different obligations, it can be hard to remember that our defining orientation as Christians in this life is to love God and to love and serve our neighbors, our families, our friends, our co-workers and strangers as ourselves. Often we say, let me just do this one thing first. Or once I'm done with this, then I can do that. Have you said that before? I've said that before. But the good news is that this is a mission that we take with us, that we can do anywhere at any time. We do it each in our own unique way, whatever age or stage of life that we're in. Whatever gift or talent or skill we possess, it all has a place in the mission of God. But this single-minded devotion to God's mission can be tiring, can it? Following Jesus and extending ourselves for others is countercultural enough that you can feel that it takes some extra energy and focus to stick with it. It's like how doing the right thing always seems to take a little bit extra and sometimes a lot of extra effort. Trying to make the world a better place in your job, in your family, your community, and volunteering and serving extracts a certain cost from us. It costs us to hold the hope for others, to love when it is hard to love. This in much the same way in that it always takes a little more, you know, to do something properly, to do something right, not to cut the corners, to live by our highest ideals. It can be tough. It can be tiring and overwhelming, and it can often feel lonely. So this morning, thank you for all that you do, seen and unseen, to make the world a better place and to share the love of God with others. I know that no matter how enthusiastically you meet your missions, it still extracts a cost from you. And this is the place to be refreshed, renewed, and encouraged. So thank you. This worship, this time together, it renews us for the work in which we are called in the world. Thank you. Everything that you do makes a difference. Sometimes you can't immediately see it, but it does. And so trust in the good work that you are doing and in the God that has called you to it. In this, uh, I am always comforted by the example of the prophet Elijah. In our first reading, the prophet Elijah was shepherding God's people toward a more devout and holy future. But in this passage, Elijah is flat out exhausted and he's in fear for his life. In the previous chapter, he's gone toe-to-toe with the royally-backed prophets of Baal in an epic 15-round heavyweight fight, and he wins. But though he prevails, his victory is short-lived because the queen Jezebel calls for his death, and Elijah is forced to flee for his life. Elijah becomes a fugitive, walking some 100 miles into the wilderness. He walked so far and so long that he was at the point of death. In fact, he was ready to die. He says, It is enough now, O Lord. Take away my life, for I am no better than my ancestors. 
Elijah in this passage, doing the work of God, is laid completely bare, pushed far beyond his limits. He feels like he can't go on. Can you relate to that? But then, in the midst of Elijah's exhaustion and despair, an angel appears to him and wakes him and feeds him and gives him enough nourishment to continue his journey for another 40 days and 40 nights until he gets to Mount Horeb, the holy mountain of God. And finally, amidst the shelter and sanctuary of the mountain, he encounters God in the sound of sheer silence. Silence is an elusive and a rare thing for all of us, but especially for prophets who are called out to proclaim God's word. And in the still, small silence, God says to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? And Elijah just pours his heart out to God. And God listens to his frustration and to his exhaustion, his despair. God listens and sends him back into the world. I think these are the moments when we encounter the God that loves us completely and knows that through all of our flaws and faithfulness, we are unconditionally loved and that we are renewed for our continuing work of love in the world. These are the moments of quiet. These are the moments of quiet. The moment someone comes alongside us to give us a hand. The moment someone shares with us a word of gratitude or encouragement. These moments in which we sustain each other for the mission we share when we become angels for each other. And there on the mountain, God says to us, as to Elijah, go, return on your way. Go and love. Go and work for justice. Go and fight the good fight. Go and make your lives and this world and the future a better place. Go. And as Dr. Martin Luther King once said, if you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, you have to keep moving forward. And as St. Paul wrote, do not grow weary in doing what is right. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people. Amen.